0: This is Tom with the Full Time Real Estate Photographer Podcast, Episode 6 How to Work with Tech Challenged Clients. Okay, so here's the problem. You're a real estate photographer, you did your photo shoot, you emailed over your link, shared it from Dropbox, Google Drive, whatever service you're using. And the clients just cannot access your files, can't use them, can't download them. They don't know why or what's going on. Oh, boy. (laughs) I've had plenty of calls like this. If you've been in the real estate photography game for a while, you're going to go through it, too. Every now and then I talk to some photographers who, you know, they're just it's an infuriating problem because as a photographer, you're dealing with the tech all day, every day. It comes a second nature to you. It's not a big deal. Even if someone uses weird formats or sends it to you, files to you in a roundabout kind of a way, you can just kind of figure it out. So that requires a certain baseline understanding or a frame of reference, if you will, for how the technology works in the first place. And some people just, they just don't get it. And this can be for various reasons. The most common demographic I see this problem with is in the older generation. It's 2018, so like people in their, you know, once you get into your mid to late 40s, I sometimes have some issues, but people in their 50s and 60s, usually are having the most trouble with technology, and that's just my experience. I have some outliers, some people who are in their 30s who have had issues, and in fact, those were the most difficult to work with because they felt like they really understood technology and they were with it and they understood how it all worked, and they still couldn't get it to work. So they were like a hundred times more frustrated than the, you know, the more common tech challenged folks. (laughs) This is a big problem. You can lose clients. You can spend a lot more time than you should on the phone, on the computer, reformatting things, redoing things for them. You can deal with a lot more stress than you need to. And same thing for your clients. So this is a problem because it can cost you money as a real estate photographer. And as a business person, you don't want to lose any work if you don't need to. I mean, if you could prevent these kinds of issues from even happening and then keep these people on as clients, wouldn't that be a nice thing? I mean, do the math. How much are you charging per photo shoot? A productive real estate agent is going to post somewhere between like 10 and 20 listings a year. A really highly producing listing agent is going to list one or two a week. Can you afford to just let that go? So I've had to deal with this, and my God, it, it seems like I learn everything the hard way. <laughs> it's tough sometimes, especially when you know that you've got kind of a big client on your hands. Like I mentioned before, the clients that have given me the most trouble were actually the younger ones. So people having issues accessing their files. It's more common in the older generation, but usually I'm able to just talk them through it. Uh, I'm going to go through some solutions with you here that have worked for me. But the younger people, man, maybe we'll get into it. But let's, let's talk about some solutions. How are you going to react when one of your clients calls you and says, where are my files? I saw your email. I saw your text if you, you know send them a text notification, uh, get your voicemail, whatever, but uh, where's my stuff? I can't find it. I can't access it. Or they say, okay, I can see the email, but it's not letting me use them. It's not letting me see them or you know, whatever people will say when they have these issues. They call you with a problem. What do you do? Well, the first thing you can do is um, you can actually try to talk them through it. For certain smaller issues, That's usually enough, and I'll give you some examples. Someone calls, I can't see my photos. Well, for a while, I was sending uh, zip folders, so I was exporting all my photos from Lightroom, zipping them, compressing the file into a zip file, and then attaching that to an email, emailing that to the agents. And they'd get it, and they'd say, "I, I can't access my files. I see there's a zip thing, but I don't get it. So usually that's just a matter of, okay, you see that button that says download? Okay, click on that. Okay, did it download? All right, now just double click on the file. Did it open automatically and unzip? Okay, all right, there you go. (laughs) Call call's over. For issues like that, talking it through with them is is probably the way to go because it just takes a minute. Something else you can do is actually show them in person. And I've had to do this only for the older clients and look i'm I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm being like biased or negative towards the older generations nothing against you if you're over you know 40 or 50 this doesn't have anything to do with intelligence or one's ability to just figure things out this is more to do with time and experience if you've grown up with this kind of technology or you spend a lot of time on it it's going to come as second nature to you. And, you know, if you grew up and lived most of your adult life or part of your adult life without even needing to use this technology, it's still going to seem foreign and unusual. So the people that have spent the least time with it have had the most issues. So maybe I shouldn't bring up age so much, but, um, you know, if you're a photographer and if you're dealing with someone who's a little bit older, I mean, a lot of the times... Uh, especially in real estate, they have to be pretty tech savvy. So it's not usually like a terrible issue. I'm just saying that these things are more common. So, um, you know, no offense. You know, I, I love my parents and my grandparents. And it's, it's not like I've got anything against old age. But uh, when it comes to these kind of tech problems, that's where you're going to see them. And it's more to do with time, okay? So step two, showing them in person. I've only had to do this in a few cases actually meeting up with the agent and being like, okay, this is, all right, open up your email. There's the email. Now you just click on this and then click on that. Um, In one case, it was getting excessive to the point where it was like that agent just didn't want to even try to learn how to do it. They just wanted me to do it, which leads into the next step, uploading the photos for them to MLS or their website, whatever the case may be and this is actually something that i do more common now because i have staff than i did before before i just didn't have time to do it but now because i have people i I can just that's one of the things that i add on for free as part of my value add you know hey you're busy we'll just upload your photos for you if you're just starting out and you've got more time or you don't mind spending the extra time that's fine i would recommend unless you have um, a pretty good profit center built up around your existing business, you could charge that as a line item on your invoices, you know, offer it as a thing, be like, hey, for an extra $25, I'll upload photos to uh, MLS for you. However you wanna arrange it, you don't have to charge 25, it could be more or less, whatever would make sense for your business. Pricing services is another episode. So that's really effective. I actually find that the people who have the most trouble with technology are the least willing to let me do it for them. So I just mentioned some cases where uh, they'll let me upload photos to them, but there are some people that they just don't get it, and they're frustrated, and they just keep trying, and they keep trying, and they keep trying, and they don't stop, and they don't want to let you even... It's, man, it is maddening sometimes. It, You can't really know what's going on inside of someone's head, so you got to, if they have their reasons, whatever they may be, they've got to do it. Then you got to try and accommodate that. If you pose a suggestion and you're like, look, I'll do it for you. It's going to be so easy. It'll be done. You don't have to do anything. Some people are still going to say no. And, you know, that doesn't reflect bad on you or your work. It's just their decision. And we have to respect that and we have to work with it. So the next option, I actually touched on it, is uh, hiring someone to handle it for you. I'll have future episodes, and I mentioned this before, about, you know, outsourcing or uh, adding, hiring staff, hiring freelancers. You could just have someone do this for you. Uh, you could even have them reach out to the agent to say, hey, you know, how was your access to the files? Were you able to get everything okay? Would you like us to do it for you? Like you could incorporate that into your uh, follow-up. So next is um, just ask them what their preferred method of uh, file management is or file transfer. Because the truth is that most productive real estate agents have been going through this kind of process before, probably for years. So they're likely already used to something. Maybe the problem is just what you're specifically using. I know a lot of agents have used services like Dropbox. Personally, I use Google. So just The different branding and, you know, on Google, the download button is like in a different place. (laughs) So sometimes that's the only issue. And I've had to set up Dropbox accounts just for individual clients. And when you do that, ask them what their preferred method is. You know, is it to email a zip? Is it to use Dropbox or Google Drive or, or whatever their thing may be? Do they want to give you their username and password to their iCloud so you can upload? Like, whatever it may be, ask them if they're having trouble with your existing method. Don't ask them first, because then you're going to find you'll have 50 clients that each want their files sent to them 50 different ways, and that's not the kind of problems that you want to sign up for. If they have any trouble, you can ask, hey, have you done this before? What's your usual method for uh, receiving? and?" downloading photos onto your computer. uh, I could just try that for you. And sometimes that works. You will want to make a special note of that. Save it in your contact for them on your phone. Save it in your CRM if you're using one. If not, look forward to uh, an episode on that. Um, You want to use that information and you want to remember it. So save it put it in the calendar event. Uh, It's really easy to forget something like that for one little tiny specific case, like two months later they call you again for another photo shoot, you forget how they want their files delivered, you do it the usual way, then they have a problem and then the whole thing starts all over again. You don't need them thinking, man, this guy is unreliable or this girl is unreliable, they don't even follow, they don't even do what they said they were gonna do. So if you're gonna go for the custom file delivery route, uh, make a note of it, please don't forget. Uh, That happened to me a couple times, and man, it it feels like I've been learning these kinds of things the hard way, and, and I hope that you don't have to. It's not worth losing clients over something so small and easy to remember. Okay, another method, which is actually my personal favorite, is to make mini training videos and attach them to emails, and follow-up emails, and and text messages. This is free to do. You can host a video on YouTube for free. You can set up an account for free, and um, you can leave it as a public video that anyone can see anytime, or you could leave it as, uh, you could set it as an unlisted video where you can only find it if you have that exact link. So, When you send your email, you can even have a little form letter uh, that you copy and paste in there that says, hey, here are your photos, your files are ready. If you have any trouble accessing, watch this two-minute video that takes you step-by-step on downloading and opening the file. I started doing that for my clients very shortly after I realized that I was getting a lot of the same questions. I bought into the G Suite. I really like their products and services. And for like nine out of ten clients, it's not an issue. They don't even have any, like it. Like it's just not an issue at all. Don't even need to talk about it. But for that one in ten, you know, they need a little bit of okay. You download this by clicking on that. And if if you see this screen, it means you actually clicked on the wrong thing. So. Making a quick two-minute video, like doing just a screen record, you don't even have to really voice it over if you don't want to. You could just, as long as it's pretty obvious what steps you're going through, you can share that, and then you can put the link in your emails. Or if someone calls you or texts you and says, "Hey, where's my stuff? I can't, I can't see my my photos," you can just uh, copy and paste the link. So I I have a note app, note-taking app on my phone, and I have some notes of just important links that I use all the time some of those links are tutorial videos. So I can just quickly copy, paste, send a text. They can watch it on their phone and hold their phone up in front of their face next to their computer Uh, because sometimes they have trouble like playing a video and doing things at the same time. You know, for, for someone who's in a business that is just heavily steeped in technology As photographers, it might seem like second nature for some people that just have not had the time or the experience or the interest in really figuring these things out. Being able to do something like that for them is going to go a long way. They're going to appreciate it and it's going to be helpful and it's going to add some value for you as a photographer because not many people will do that. I personally like doing the little mini training videos because if I get a bunch of questions from different people that are kind of similar, I can do a video that covers it, and then that's it, the video's covered. (laughs) You, You might find that after you do these training videos, instead of answering questions directly, you're directing people to the videos. So if you add the text, right, like if you have any trouble accessing your photos, uh, here's the link. Well, it's a two-minute long video to show you the, the way to do it. You'll, you'll get like a response on that email thread. Someone will email reply back to you and say, Oh, how do I access my files? And then your reply will be, Did you watch the video? And then they won't respond. Because <laughs> they're going to go, they're going to watch the video, and they'll go, Oh, and then they'll just do it. In that case, actually follow up with them. If you don't hear back in like a day, Uh, just reach out because you don't want them to not watch the video or feel like you're like pushing them off or to try it fail and then just get so frustrated they don't do anything. You know, there's been some cases and this just happens. Like, man, we're we're in the 11th month. No, we're in the 10th month of 2018. And, you know, YTD, I'm over like 200 something photo shoots. When you have that much business going on, it's like, it feels like it's kind of a common thing. It's not really, you know, like I said, maybe 10% of people have any issue whatsoever. Most of those are minimal. But when you're doing a lot of photo shoots and then you're editing and you're marketing and you're doing all this stuff, it really feels like it's taking up a lot of your day when you have to deal with these customer service type issues directing people to the video and just a quick follow up afterwards. Hey, did you see it? Did it help you? It's going to hopefully save you some time and uh, solve their problem in the first place. I like doing the video. Uh, It's just, I mean, it's convenient for me for you. Might find one of these other methods to be easier or better for the way that you do business you might find it's easier to just offer to upload things to MLS for people and just add that as a service, paid or not, or any combination of these things. I have actually done all of these and I still do to a certain extent. I will still get a call occasionally, but for the you know, I pretty much direct everybody to the training videos and I type out instructions and I have these form letter type um, of text that I just copy and paste into emails. And you know, just pretty straightforward instructions. You do this, this, and this. If you have any questions, watch this video. In the videos, I've been referencing other videos. So I try to keep them under two minutes. So if you're making a video, you think this might be a good idea on YouTube, in the um, editor, you can add little tiles for like, you know, click on this to watch another video so at the end i'm like okay so that's how you download your photos click here on this video to watch how to upload them to mls and attach them to your listing and you know if they so choose they can click through this black hole of all these training videos that i've just been you know as i update them i go back and i edit and so you you can watch through all of the trainings and geez, by now all the unlisted videos, it's probably like 30, 45 minutes of just how to look at your files and upload them. And, you know, eventually I did things like posting to Facebook and Instagram and people like it. I mean, most agents, they don't even need it, but the agents that do need it really appreciate it. And, you know, it can go a long way. Just a few minutes of your time recording a video or making sure you have these form letters or making sure you're just giving them enough of your time so they can access their stuff and there's no problems, it's gonna help you keep clients. And it's a lot better than the alternative of them getting so frustrated they just don't wanna call you back. Or they say, I'm going back to my phone. Isn't that the worst? Either way, however you want to help them, with this issue still follow up and try and get feedback this is an important step in the process i didn't really do it for like the first whole year that i was doing real estate photography full-time but i found that it's really effective i didn't do it at first because i just didn't feel like i needed to for whatever reason you know i was like hey my my pictures are okay and and, you know, they, they shouldn't have anything but positive feedback. I, I don't know. I, I had this kind of an arrogant attitude about it. When I thought about it, I, I, don't, I hadn't really thought deeply about it either. Because when I did, I realized I had been making a big mistake. Calling and asking for feedback on the photos, how do you access the photos, how was your experience, has really helped me improve my quality of service. And it's changed the way that I do business. So... I'll give you an example a really tough call or series of calls I had gone through um, was one of those younger agents that just did not get the whole like how to download and look at the photos and oh my gosh this agent was livid and I mean screaming at me on the phone and just the conversation was going nowhere i'm like we're talking different languages entirely here like (laughs) i'm like wait did you try this and then the agent goes yes i tried that but that didn't work and then i tried this and you know eventually I was like "Whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute are you looking at the email that i sent you right now the email with the link to the the drive folder no i'm in google drive and i'm like oh That was the problem the whole time. I had sent the agent an email with a link to the Google Drive folder. All you had to do is open the email, click on the link, and there you are. Not even a zip file. But this agent had opened Google Drive and just assumed that the files were going to be there. And they weren't. They were in the link on which, when you follow the link, it took you to the folder in my Google Drive account. And this was a big problem. And I mean, this agent was rude, insulting me, yelling at me over the phone. Eventually we sorted that out. I mean, this agent, I was like, well, can't you just search the email by the listing address? That's how I send the emails. And this agent was going, no, I shouldn't have to do that. I'm not going to do that. Man, three or four days of like, oh my God, the stress, the anxiety. Whenever I saw that phone number pop up on my phone, like out in the middle of photo shoots, I'm trying to do other things with my family. This agent's calling me. Oh, I still can't do it. My admin can't do it. My 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 kids can't figure it out either. You know, eventually I got the agent to just open the email and click on the link, and the problem was solved. But. When it comes specifically to Google Drive, there is a way to share folders directly to someone else's Google Drive. So I didn't know this until after that whole ordeal. I'm like, man, there's got to be a better way. So, you know, even negative feedback can be helpful because you can use that to say, okay, well, if this person had an issue, probably others have and will. How can I make it easier for everyone? Even though that particular agent has to this day never called me back and um, was probably overreacting. Maybe there was some other stuff going on in that agent's life. Who knows? But um, being able to sit down and, and kind of take a step back emotionally and just look at the facts like, okay, this person had a problem. Is there a way to make that problem better? Uh, you know, I count that as feedback and that's important. Most times when I call someone, you know, I, I get generally positive feedback, but sometimes I get surprised. I had an agent who was using me for every single listing until one day I just stopped getting calls. I was like, well, what's the deal? I called the agent up and and they said, yeah, no, I'm working with a different photographer. And instead of taking it personally, or getting upset, or being like, oh no, why would you do that? We were you know, doing all this business together. I just said, okay, well, that's great. I'm glad you found someone that can produce a result that you really appreciate. Could you tell me like, what are they doing different that you didn't see with my work? And the agent was fairly candid with me. Uh, the feedback that I got was generally positive you know, oh, the pictures were okay. They looked great. You know, the comp, the composition. I mean, the, the agent didn't say composition, but uh, the message was that the photos looked good. But these new photos from the other guy looked better. And I asked if, you know, could I see them, or could you send me some samples of the file, or whatever. The listing address, I'll look it up on MLS. And um, <laughs> the photos were. Technically, I would say worse the depth of field was far too shallow like the back walls were out of focus and um, It was way too flashy in my opinion It just didn't look kind of it, it didn't have the look that I appreciate when I'm taking photos But that's not what that agent was looking for those photos were way brighter like crazy bright The shadows, there were no shadows. So when I'm shooting, I like to keep a lot of the natural ambiance. I do use flash, but I mix flash and ambient. So this particular agent, it it looked like it was just single flash frames to me. It didn't look bad, you know, nice wide angle lens, deep decent compositions, no major distortion outside of the uh, soft uh, back of the rooms and views through the windows or um, views into other rooms. Like if you're in the corner of a living room and then through the doorway, you can see the kitchen. Like that was totally out of focus. And for me, that's unacceptable, but this particular agent just really liked the super bright exposures. And so what I did was I took some of that agent's older listing photos, like a few of the best photos that were there, I made the edits. I didn't tell that agent that I was going to do this. I I made the edits to make it look just as bright and and as unnatural as the other photographer. And I was like, hey, just so you know, I'm also able to produce this result. You know, if you've got a good working relationship with that photographer, I'm not trying to break that away or, uh, you know, interfere with your business that you have set up here. But, um, you know, if you want to, work with me in the future or keep me as like a plan B. If that guy can't do it, I'm here and I can produce the kind of results that you're looking for. So I made a note of how I process those photos and uh, in my CRM and then I just moved on with my life. And yeah, that agent has called me back a couple times. I'm not the main photographer, but if that other guy ever disappears or moves or retires or whatever, I'm pretty much the only other option in this agent's mind. And that's more important to me than trying to get every single possible listing because I feel like over time, if you're doing a good enough job and you're following along with the feedback, you're gonna get more business. And when you're dealing with clients that are just so technologically challenged Uh, and you're able to help them work through it, you're going to provide a lot of value for them. And sometimes you'll deal with agents that you just, there's no getting through, there's no communication. I know when I first started, if someone was rude to me or even raised their voice to me, I was like, I'm done with you. Now I've got a little bit more of a humble approach because I just feel like, It's so much easier to try and solve the problem, and if I can solve it, to keep the client. Because I would rather build my business than worrying about being upset over other people being upset. Because these people aren't getting frustrated or angry for no reason. They feel like they have paid you for a service and then they didn't get that service. Anyone would be mad in that situation. Some people definitely need some anger management lessons or need to just take a breath and try it again in a different way. Stop doing the same exact thing that isn't working over and over again. Yeah, that's a problem, but that's no reason to ruin a potentially profitable relationship if you don't have to follow up and get that feedback. It'll change the way you do your business and it's going to help you be a better, photographer whether it's the way that you edit, the whether it's the way that you actually shoot, or whether it's the way you can deliver the files to the customer. That is just so important. I mean, what's your photography worth if no one can see it? And you can say, well, they should be able to see it. I can access my files, and that's fine. But the the person who's paying you for the photos they need to access the photos, not you. Obviously you can access and look at the photos. I mean, you're, you're creating them. But the whole point for real estate photography is for the photos to get on MLS. And it's a part of the business, as far as I'm concerned, to help the agent make that happen. I don't feel like my job is done until the photos have been delivered and are being used by the agent. And these methods that I'm talking about are just ways to try and be more time effective and cost effective with making sure that that happens because that it's part photography it's part customer service and it's all about keeping clients happy. Implement those valid suggestions and feedback. If you get weird feedback or unusual kind of comments like if someone says something like, well, you could text me all the photos, and, you know, if it's just unusual or different, or it seems like this is probably the only person that has that kind of a problem, or that wants that kind of a thing to happen, you know, uh, still take a note of it. Like, leave a blank sheet of paper somewhere for, for weird feedback. And if enough people ask similar questions, maybe it's time to try it out or, or implement it in some form. If a lot of people are having the issue that are speaking up about it, probably more having similar problem, they're just staying quiet. I've had some really great clients that, um, you know, I've done 30 or 40 photo shoots for them and, and one day in casual conversation, because over time, you know, you kind of develop friendships, you get invited to the realtor events and, over time, you know, in casual conversation, one of them said, oh, man, it's so discouraging because I have this trouble accessing the files. I'm like, what? Uh, how many photo shoots have we done? How long does it take you to download the files? And he's like, oh, God, it takes me like an hour. I'm like, what? It takes me 10 seconds to upload photos in MLS. Let Just let me do it for you. Uh, you know, you don't want that to happen. You don't want someone to work with you just because they like you and then to have a bad experience, but to not say anything to you about it, especially if it's easy to solve. So the feedback part, that's important. I mean, follow-up in general is important for business, especially for photography. You wanna get feedback on, you know, how did you like the photos? Did you get them? Are you able to use them? And you're gonna keep the client. So that's the episode, how to work with Tech Challenge clients, i got a couple housekeeping items. I brought these up in the previous episode, so if you had already listened to episode five, Law of Diminishing Returns, you have heard this. Feel free to tune out. My housekeeping items are, we have an email set up for the podcast. It is fulltimerealestatephotographer at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, Any feedback would be welcome. How is your listening experience? This email is up. So if you have any comments or questions that might warrant a full podcast episode, I will gladly read your message and address the issue. I have a whole list of podcasts that I want to do over time, but any kind of specific items I'm happy to address if the message is appropriate and warrants a follow-up. Second, I have been working on an in-depth course on starting, building, running your real estate photography business. This course is gonna be for everyone, from if you don't even know how to handle a camera to established photographers that might wanna add real estate on their business, real estate photographers that wanna get better, hobbyists, especially real estate agents. If you're sick of paying photographers all that money, wait until you see all the money you'd have to spend to actually take those photos. I go through everything in the course from buying equipment, composition, lighting, prospecting for business. I address some of these items in the podcast and the course is video, primarily video, and I go through everything in depth. And when I say in depth, I mean on my lighting and composition tutorial. I take you with me on photo shoots and I show you how I take my compositions and I show you how I place my lights and what settings I'm using. I'm also going to take you through to Lightroom and Photoshop, show you all my post processing tricks, Photoshop actions how to do batch actions for massive amounts of data and everything, all the way to invoicing your clients. I even have an advanced section that shows you how to hire staff, train staff, how to do things like partnering with real estate offices to guarantee a high volume of photo shoots. And you heard me before, YTDM over 200 photo shoots, I could probably do more if I really wanted to push it, but I want to protect a certain amount of free time for myself that I dedicate to this podcast, building my course, family, friends, vacations. I'm able to do it all and support life with photography, and the Full-Time Real Estate Photographer course is going to teach you how to do the same. And so with that, I want to thank you for your time I look forward to meeting you on the next one. This has been the Full-Time Real Estate Photographer Podcast, Episode 6, How to Work with Tech-Challenged Clients.